Being a nice guy doesn't make John Cena right or any less of a coward. The Dutch apparently don't want energy anymore. And an update on the Lori Vallow story I brought up last year. But first, before we start, take a listen. But uh, there's, you know, there to be, you know, beginning uh, this effort uh, for 2021 is, uh, I think we've learned a few lessons from last year as well. There's help, as we, they're, you know, being there to help uh, clear roads, rebuild uh, main streets, uh, and so that the families can get back to their lives. Uh, that's what FEMA does every single day. What did he say? Hey, he's your president, not mine. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. we got an action-packed show for you today. So let's not waste too much time, and let's get to it. John Cena is a former WWE wrestler. He's an actor, and he's a television show host. He was holding an interview uh, pushing the new movie Fast and the Furious 9. Yeah, it, there are nine of them. I don't remember, I don't know, three through seven or three through eight, but there are nine of them, in which he's starring as one of the bad guys. During the interview, uh, it, it was something you wouldn't have caught, but he called the cu- country of Taiwan a country. He basically was talking about Taiwan, and he referred to it as a country. If you saw the interview you would not have even noticed it. I mean, it's just like, it's just casually talking. Well, this is a bad thing to say when your movie has made $135 million in China so far, and China does not acknowledge Taiwan as an independent state, as an independent country. Uh, they see Taiwan as an extension of the Chinese mainland and feel that they have dominion over it, even though Taiwan has been an independent country now for 70-some-odd years. After this was pointed out, probably from the movie studios that did Fast and the Furious 9, John Cena did the most cowardly thing I have ever heard. And I always liked John Cena. I thought he's a good actor. He's funny. I hear nothing but good things for him. But this destroyed just about all my respect for him. So... Yeah, you're not going to understand a lot, but just listen up. Okay, that's enough of that. That is John Cena speaking in Mandarin Chinese, begging for forgiveness for calling the country of Taiwan the country of Taiwan in Mandarin Chinese. Very good Chinese, by the way. Good for him. Most pathetic thing I've ever seen. Now, let me let John in on something. Taiwan is a country. It's been a democracy, has been for over 70 years. He's apologizing for something he said that is true because a country that is making him money doesn't like it. The media 
and I'm going to point specific, because you know the media is going to be on China's side, but specifically Fox News, there are a couple people that are really giving Cena a pass here. On the Gutfeld show yesterday, Tyrus, also an actor and a former WWE wrestler, defended Cena and even became angry, I think. It could have been staged, but I think he sounded pretty angry at Greg Gutfeld, who was criticizing Cena as being without a backbone. Now, I this is kind of a long clip. I did cut it because a lot of it was Greg Gutfeld's opinion about it. And Greg Gutfeld uh, torched him, torched Cena. He thought it was a cowardly thing. But you can you can hear Tyrus getting actually kind of upset with Gutfeld. And those two do go at it every once in a while. Listen to this. Listen to this. Oh, John Cena can grovel in two languages. <laughs> Looks like all those body slams broke his backbone, too. Of course, I didn't write that. Okay, I didn't write that. That was in a nod. That's one of our staff writers. I had nothing. Name. What? You're crossing some serious lines right here. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it, you know, I'm trying to keep it, you know, cool, but you better watch your step with little uh, wrestling jokes. I, I, I'm going to come. Well, hold on. F9 took in nearly $136 million in China over the weekend, enough to make even the most nimble wrestler bend over on demand. Okay, great. I, I, I warned him. Y'all heard me warn him, right? But you, you think I could take John Cena? Take him what? To lunch? <laughs> okay. I thought I was the only well-built man who could speak Mandarin. Under five feet, yes. <laughs> After that, you know. Here's the thing. First of all, man, John Cena is one of the nicest human yeah. beings on the planet, and he's uh, getting a he's getting a bum. You think he's getting a bum rap on this? Yeah, because it's here's the deal. He he's not stupid. He's an extremely smart businessman. And I'm sorry, how much money was it again, Greg? 136 million dollars. Yeah, yeah uh, Sayonara too, bro. I didn't say it, but I'm sorry for him. Listen, <laughs> most movies today are made for the Chinese market. That's where the money's at. So sorry, Taiwan. Uh, whoops, he made a mistake in an interview and he cleaned it up. He didn't just clean it up. He said it in Mandarin, which loosely translated is like, look, my bad. Y'all still buy my stuff. Won't happen again. <laughs> tomato, tomato, state, scone, same thing. Cena, he made a marketing mistake. That's why I apologize because he's not dumb. Like, Cena has been on the forefront as far as working with marketing and stuff. For, I, it was years ago. He gave me great advice. He says, listen, uh, you need if you're going to do movies and stuff, you really need to invest and know what's going on in China. You need to know how it works and things like that and second get a vasectomy. And um, <laughs> I didn't do either one. So. And Should've thank God for that because you have some beautiful but He's children. a great guy and you guys are like, for the people who don't know him and they just see him as a really successful, mm -hmm. attractive guy who does movies all around the world, he's also the same guy who had to go to the bathroom uh, with 10 minutes to go at WrestleMania so I can get my match in. That's the type of... He didn't have to do that. That's the type of guy he is. So relax a little bit. He's he's a humble guy, and he just said... He said state instead of, you know, yeah. not state country. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I like Tyrus. I always have. He's not a conservative. He leans a lot to liberal ideology. But he is a reasonable liberal. He's a classical liberal. I agree... On his takes, probably 75% of the time. But here's where he's dead wrong. And I, I'm not sure he knows this, but Taiwan is actually a country. Um, he doubled down on this today. And when the Fox News host said, you know, Taiwan is a country. He didn't seem to really understand that. So it is very possible that Tyrus never even knew Taiwan was a country. 
And he honestly thinks that John Cena just made a mistake and he apologized and that was it. Taiwan is not part of China. Taiwan is a country. It doesn't matter if John Cena is a, quote, good guy, end quote. I think he is, too. I've heard guys speak. He he does a lot of uh, charity work. He's funny as all sin. I like his movies. I like his TV shows. What he did was grovel to a fascist dictatorship that enslaves its people, commits genocide. Is re- I mean, China is responsible for over 100 million dead. Mao himself is responsible for... For between 35 and 70 million deaths. And this is throughout their history. China has been committing forced abortions and sterilizations. They steal technology from other countries. And something kind of a big deal, they released the COVID virus, killing the world's economy for the last year and over 2 million people. Here's my problem with John Cena's apology, and I'll not give him a break on this. Greed has been given precedence over our virtues, ethics, and values to satisfy a tyrannical regime who is looking to destroy our virtues, ethics, and values. Now, if you didn't hear that, I'm going to say it again. Greed, Chinese money has been given precedence over our virtues, ethics, and values as a country that our country holds to satisfy a tyrannical regime who is looking to destroy our virtues, ethics, and values. Our companies, corporations, are so busy trying to chasing the almighty dollar that they're willing to ignore what China has done throughout its history, what China has done. And they're willing to ignore that the very backbone that these corporations became successful, that of a capitalist United States, is the same backbone that the the Chinese regime is trying to destroy, trying to break. Nike, Apple, Amazon, Esprit, North Face, Gap, Adidas, and Puma Puma are just a few using slave labor in China to create their products. There's a reason I don't have an Apple iPhone. There's a reason I don't have any Nikes. I don't have Adidas or Puma. Because they're evil companies. All of these companies bow down to this evil regime, including our movie industry. That's why it drives me freaking insane when I hear these idiots that are sitting up there on the Oscars, which is why I don't watch the Oscars anyone anymore, and apparently no one else does too. I see the Oscars and I see these idiots sitting back and and talking down to us like there's some sort of moral authority. Yeah. I think Ricky Gervais said it best. If terrorists started running an online movie service, you guys would be calling your agents. You are evil. You are terrible people. I'm not saying John Cena is a terrible person. I'm just saying... He did something really freaking stupid. And you know what I'd like to see for once? And I know I'm going way up over here. I'm probably going to miss the last story. What I bothers me the most is everyone's got to apologize to China. And yet, you know who John Cena should be apologizing to? The United States for saying something so freaking stupid. For apologizing to a fascist tyranny. You know, here's the thing. Everyone keeps talking Hitler, 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 Hitler. Well, if Hitler were alive today, we should uh, we should have killed him right off the bat. They they were talking about killing Trump because he's Hitler. 
uh, Xi Jinping, the president of China, is right in the middle of a genocide of Muslim Uyghurs. Xi Jinping is probably responsible for more deaths in China than Hitler ever was. Mao Zedong, the, the person who discovered the CCP or founded the CCP, killed over probably 70 to 100 million people all on his own. And meanwhile, you guys want to talk about Hitler? we got to get rid of uh, Trump because he's Hitler? You've got an actual Hitler in China and you guys are all licking his balls. It's embarrassing. It's sick. And John Cena shouldn't be apologizing to China for saying something that actually was true. He should be apologizing to the United States for apologizing to China in Mandarin Chinese. It's sitting back and supporting a country that has forced abortions, forced sterilizations, rape, re-education, family separation. They do everything that the left has claimed Trump does. It's disgusting. Yes, I'm getting mad. I can tell I'm sweating like a pig. But I'm getting mad because it's just like we are losing our values in this country. We're losing our virtues in this country. And it's also the corporations can, you know, make a little bit of money. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would like some movie corporation to say, well, we're not selling this movie to China. F them. F them. Because, no, bad, bad, very bad. Okay. John Cena is a coward. And he's a symbol of what is going wrong with the American corporations today. That's what I have to say. And Tyrus, you don't like that? F you. But that is exactly what's happening today. And I can't believe Tyrus said what he said. If Tyrus went to a, a Uyghur concentration camp, I'm pretty sure he might change his mind. It was an absolutely terrible thing to say. And what I saw this morning with the Fox News hosts, it looked like he got a lot of crap for it. All right. Let's get to the next story. Uh, so this is breaking news. This happened this morning in um, Holland. A Dutch court on Wednesday ruled that the Royal Dutch Shell PLC, which is their um, version of corporation, is partially responsible for climate change and ordered that the company to reduce its carbon emissions by 2030. This is the first ruling of its kind ever, and it could have some real impacts in the future. The company must lower their emissions by 45%. 40 Five percent by 2030, and this is based on their 2019 output. The ruling could cause a precedence that's going to be used in other Western countries, especially Europe. But I, I think it's going to be big in the United States. The United States is already running into problems with Exxon. The ruling can be appealed, so it's not there. And it was brought up by a group called Friends of the Earth Netherlands. Uh, some local offshoot of a global environmental nonprofit network based in Amsterdam. What a shock! The world of uh, of uh, that. Uh, what I don't even remember what that. But Greta Thunberg. The court said that Shell wasn't actually in breach of the obligations that they promised, but they were getting close. There was a quote imminent breach. So now we're doing thought crimes. Now we're going to say that we are going to punitively attack a corporation because they might breach or it's possible they will breach their 
um, their uh, promises to clean up the air. It's insane. And what they did actually mention, they did lower their carbon footprint for the last two years. From 1919 till now, they actually were lowering their carbon production. But they said, well, it could go up. That's insane. Absolutely insane. Now, Shell did something I don't like. They actually argued that their broader societal issues when it comes to climate change and that to ask one company to lower their carbon emissions is just not right, not fair. Basically, what they did here is, this is why I didn't like this argument, they're actually admitting they were polluting. It's a bad, it's a bad argument. What they should have sat back and said is, hey, I got some bad news for you. If you think stopping us from climate change is going to change, stopping us from emitting uh, carbon emissions is going to change the world, you guys are nuts. We're not, this is not going to change at all. That's what they should have said. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Because if this stuff doesn't go down, and um, they actually do have to cut 45% of emissions, be prepared for energy rationing. Because contrary to what everybody thinks, oil and gas are also responsible for like, I don't know, weird things like electricity. So we're going to see what's going to happen with this case. And you can expect, you can expect right now, that you're going to see lawsuits in the United States and everyone's going to point to this little pissant country in North, uh, Northern Europe. But it's already happening. Apparently, activist investors for Ex- at ExxonMobil Corporation, a far-left group called Engine Number 1, has won two seats on the board of directors of Exxon. And these guys ha- are saying, hey, we want to cut admissions, diversify our corporation to different types of energy, Blah, 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 blah. Now, this isn't as big a story. It's a big story. Because now we're actually looking at activists going into corporate boardrooms and taking them over. Engine number one is a hedge fund. They have no idea on energy. They just know they're activists who work on um, who work on a hedge fund means they look for companies that are that are floundering and then they, they go in and they take those companies and try and profit off those companies. Now uh, Exxon is twenty two billion dollars in the hole last year, so they're not doing really well, which is what opened them up to a hedge fund. But right now you've got this crazy group, Engine Number One, that's the name of the group that is now saying that the uh, that Exxon needs to change their the way that they actually run their business. They need to diversify into other forms of energy that are cleaner. Just insane. These guys are smart. The left is smart. If they can't if they they will sit there and wait until they see. They're like sharks. Or they're like lions. They see the weak in the fold, and then they attack that weak. That's what they did with Exxon. Now, Exxon hasn't been profitable in the last few years. But the reality is, Exxon still does bring in a lot of energy. But if these leftist groups can get into the boardrooms of these energy groups, 
Be prepared to see rising prices. And don't be shocked if you see rising gas prices again. Because if they start cutting their energy production, it's going to go up somewhere. The last story is actually an update from, I think it was about May of last year. I thought it was a really strange story. So I actually had a podcast talking about it. And it involves uh, a gal named Lori Vallow and a guy named Chad Daybill. All right. So let me just give you kind of an update how that actually worked. So Lori Vallow Vallow was married to, by the way, this was her third husband. Joseph Anthony Ryan is who he was married to. And I'm actually reading this from a timeline, but I'm going to try and cut the timeline really short because I could spend another hour on this thing. So Joseph Ryan. So she ended up adopting uh, J.J., Joshua Jackson, or J.J., and Vallow. She also had a kid named, oh, let me look this up, Tylee, all right? So she married this guy. She had two kids, J.J. and Tylee. Well, the, um, I'm sorry, her fourth husband was named Leland Anthony Vallow. And J.J. Vallow, who she ended up adopting, ended up making a family. So you had Leland Vallow, which was her fourth husband. You had J.J. Vallow, who was Leland's son. And you had Tylee, who was Lori's daughter. Uh, Approximately a year after this, the couple moved J.J. and Tylee to uh, Hawaii. They all moved to Hawaii, where... Lori met a guy named Chad Daybill. Now, Chad Daybill used to write books and used to preach for a kind of a Mormon cult. It's a cult. It's not, it's the Latter-day Saints, which is borderline a cult anyway, but it's a Church of Latter-day Saints, a Mormon cult, not Church of Latter-day Saints, but basically it was a doomsday cult. They believed that the um, the rapture was coming, and Chad Daybill used to write and preach for this group. So Lori met Chad in 2018. She kind of fell for him. All right, they had a relationship even when they moved back. They moved to Idaho from Hawaii. In 2019, uh, Lori and Charles Vallow became estranged. There was they filed for a divorce. And in the divorce papers, it said, Charles said, she's going to kill me. I'm really worried about it. She thinks that she has been assigned by God to work with 144,000 Christians for the coming of the Lord in July 2020. Okay? It's craziness here. Crazy. So the rapture was supposed to be in July of 2020. Now... July of 2020, and we're all still here, so obviously. This gal's nuts. I mean, understand something. This gal thought her kids were zombies. All right, we'll get to that. Um, So they moved to Phoenix, and at that time, Lori's brother, who was Alex Cox, shot and killed Charles Vallow. Now, okay, this is going to get weird. There's like a trail of bodies in this whole thing. Now, Lori's ex-husbands, two of them were killed. There were no autopsies done. And 
they were all cremated. So there's just no way to prove that she had killed. But the brother came in, shot and killed Charles Vallow. Now what gets weird, and now what Vallow, what the brother said was, Charles Vallow came at him with a baseball bat. There's no evidence of that. The police said, well, there's no way we can prove anything. That's it. Self-defense. Let it go. Now to give you something more weird, Alex Cox was killed six months later. Was murdered six months later. They never figured out how Alex, who killed Alex Cox. Do you see the problem here? Really weird story. So Lori Vallow moved to Idaho with JJ and Tylee. She got an apartment. She spent time with Chad Daybill. Now, at the time, Chad Daybill was married to his wife, Tammy Daybill, who was 49 years old. Tammy Daybill died about six months in Utah. The family declined an autopsy. Two weeks later, Chad Daybill married uh, Lori Vallow. You see how weird this is? I kid you not. If you follow my timeline, you sometimes have to have a piece of paper and a pen to actually keep track of it. It's really bizarre. I think I did like a 45-minute podcast on this, but it was so interesting. So right now, how many do we have dead? We've got two of Lori Vallow's husbands. We got Lori Vallow's current husband. We got Lori Vallow's. Uh, we got Lori Vallow's brother, and we've got uh, Chad Daybill's wife. Five people are dead under very suspicious circumstances, and for the most part, autopsies weren't done. Ah, now Chad Daybill's ex. Chad Daybill's dead wife. They did do an autopsy. It didn't make sense. They said it was of natural causes, but there were some weird there was some weirdness going on there. So they, they never really ruled it out. Now, September of 2019, Tylee was last seen in Yellowstone National Park and was never seen again. JJ was last seen by school officials a few days after Tylee disappeared, was never seen again. Police uh, at this point, Lori Vallow actually pulled the kids from school. Now the kids, no one knows what happened to the kids, but she pulled the kids from school and said she was moving back to Arizona from Idaho, which was a lie. Never happened. In November 2019, the Rexburg Police, uh, which is a town in Idaho, went to do a check on the kids because the ch- the school was wondering what's going on here, and. Lori and Chad lied about the kids' whereabouts. They said they were in, um, they were gone. I think they said they were in Arizona. The police were investigating. The police went back to do a more thorough search of their house, and they found that the couple had left for Hawaii. So at this point, the police in Idaho went to Hawaii. A judge had said there is a search. There is to be a arrest warrant. So and and that arrest warrant was to be done, and and the uh, Lori was supposed to be kept in jail until she actually revealed the uh, whereabouts of her kids. Now they did find them in uh, they did find them in Hawaii. They arrested Lori Vallow and they brought her back to Idaho. Chad Dayhill was not under arrest at the time because he actually technically hadn't done anything wrong at the time. And Lori Vallow refused to speak and say where her kids were. 
She refused. So she stayed in jail for about three months. They finally, in March of 2019, lowered her bail, or March of 2020, excuse me, lowered her bail so she could get out. But she still couldn't afford her bail. She couldn't get out. They, she, she didn't have, they, they wanted her passport. They wanted her ID. They wanted everything. They wanted to tie her up to a deal. In that time, from then to now, they, police had found video of Lori and Chad and the brother who was dead loading the kids' supplies into a storage facility. And then, about six months later, they found the bodies of the kids. The kids, everything was kept quiet. No one said anything. The police weren't even sure if these kids, of course, the bodies were out there. you you got to expect over a year. So the bodies were probably in pretty bad shape. But in over a year, they finally found the bodies. They held those bodies. Okay? They held those bodies. That was June 10th of last year. They found uh, JJ and Tylee's body. JJ being 7 years old at the time. Tylee being 17. Today. Today. Huge victory. Uh, Lori Vallow Daybill has been indicted by a grand jury with conspiracy to commit murder and murder in the connection of her two youngest children. Chad Daybill, the children's, quote, stepfather, end quote, was also charged with conspiracy, and now he's being added with a charge of murder of his former ex-wife, Tammy Daybill, who died under suspicious circumstances. So, you know something? It took a long time, took over a year, I love with stories like this because I I really was wondering what was going to happen here. Finally, we got some answers. I can't wait to hear the trial of these two. There's not I mean, she is basically going to go for an insanity plea. Her she actually said she thought her kids were zombies because of this rapture thing. Really weird stuff. Okay, well, if you want to read the links, you can go to, I've got the timeline and the uh, updated story for the Vallow case over on uh, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and links to everything else, including the videos. You can uh, download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, YouTube, and uh, Rumble. Don't forget about Dumbasses Talking Politics video shorts. I'm trying to release a couple a week. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs> <laughs>